Is there something holding you back from being the man you want to be? Do you feel there is something stopping you from meeting and connecting with a great lady? Do you feel there is something preventing you from starting the family that you envision having? In this episode, we will talk about self-perception and how mistakes and how you perceive yourself can be standing in the way of your happiness. We'll get into all of that right after a quick word from our sponsor, me. Hi everyone, welcome to the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting. I am David, the author of the book of the same name, Gentleman's Guide to Flirting, available on Amazon.com. I am also your host and the exalted leader of the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting Empire. You will be able to find this content on YouTube or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. Hello everyone. Welcome to episode 31 of the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting podcast. I am David, the author of the book. In this episode, I want to talk about how you perceive yourself and some common problems guys have in that area and how I think about each of those problem areas. The last thing you want is to be hung up on what you think is some negative about yourself and end up taking too long to start on a lifelong program of self-improvement or never making any progress at all due to feeling paralyzed that you can't move forward. Do that for too long and the best in life might just pass you by. Now this isn't going to be easy. It can be a little hard to hear if any of the points are something you personally are hung up on, but we need to be thorough and that means getting into difficult and uncomfortable subjects sometimes. Let's dive in. First up, do you hate your appearance or feel like you don't look good enough? Do you feel you have issues around grooming and hygiene? I went into detail on that subject in episode 15, the one titled Men's Grooming Secrets, which was released on October 27th, 2020. October 27th, 2020. If you feel uncomfortable in any area around grooming and hygiene, I strongly suggest you go through that entire episode. In there, we cover things like if you think you're at a disadvantage from being too fat, too skinny, too tall, too short, too bald, or a range of other things. In most cases, the answer is no, and we get into all of that in that episode. We also talk about nitty-gritty details about men's grooming, so please check it out. Don't let a hygiene or grooming issue stand in your way. Do you feel like you need to dress better? You don't need to spend a lot of money on clothes, but they do need to be clean and fit you well. You don't need to suppress your personality when it comes to how you dress. Express yourself and your personality, but not with dirty clothes that fit poorly. Another approach to improving how you dress might be if you have friends that you trust with good or similar taste as you, especially female friends, who are willing to give you advice or help you pick out some stuff that they think looks good on you. When you look at the mirror, honestly assess your health and appearance. Add anything that you would like to improve to your formal goals. Need to lose weight? Do it for your health. You don't need to do that before you can approach great women, trust me. Need to start working out? Do it for your health. You don't need to do that before you approach great women either. 
As for hygiene and grooming, you do need to sort that out as soon as possible. You can't put that off. I need to point out before we leave the subject of appearance, and this is absolutely crucial, don't forget that if you are someone who felt drawn to the book, you are most likely an upgrade for most women out there. And the work you put in every day puts you on a trajectory to be a better, constantly improving man, a highly desirable one. You have that depth of character everyone, especially women, love and crave and are strongly drawn toward. I guarantee you that 99% of you look better than me, but I stride the earth like a colossus brimming with confidence, filled to the gills with happiness and getting great results, and so should you. Next, do you hate your job? Do you feel like you have a shitty job you are ashamed of or are having difficult finding work in the first place? I am not going to sugarcoat this one. You need to do something about that if that is the case. To be clear, there is no shame in honest work. I did plenty of dirty, lousy jobs when I was young because I had few options and no guidance or help. If you think your line of work is crap and you are ashamed of admitting that is what you do, then figure out what you really want to do and add that to your formal goals. Make a plan to get there and then every day stack wins toward hitting that goal. You need to make a living somehow to support yourself and the others you care about, and I feel you might as well do something you love and have passion about. Looking forward to each day is a far better way to approach every day. That may not be your situation right now, but it can be if you have a plan of action on how to get from where you are now to where you want to be. I am not saying I recommend this for everyone, but to break out of my own personal rut after high school, I joined the military. Because of my humble origin and the fact I didn't have anyone to guide me, the military was a good move for me, a good option. It helped me grow up and to be a man, and I got, got to see some of the world. When I got out of the military, I knew what I wanted to do. I finished college and kept progressing from there. Your mileage may vary. For some, maybe you need to move to where work is. For others, maybe you need to do some special education or training to get where you want to be. For some, maybe you should consider creating your own job, meaning find ways to, to provide value for others in ways they will pay for, then hang up your own shingle and offer your services for pay. My point is you need to find out what your passion is, plot a way to get from where you're at to that end goal and take action every day to work toward that goal, following your plan bit by bit, step by step. Don't stand still doing something you hate. Next, do you hate your financial situation? Here again, do something about it. Put in an unrivaled amount of effort. Work. Outwork your competition. You may not be able to be as great of an asset as you would like to be to those you care the most about and want to support if you are financially unable to do so. Also, Sorry to say, but a lot of women don't feel as safe and secure if the man she is with isn't the type of provider that she expects, that she envisions. Some woman would look down on you if she doesn't feel you are trying hard enough and aren't a good provider for her and your children. Add your intended future state financial condition as a goal. 
Find ways to provide value to people. Get the skills, capabilities, and or resources to provide that value to them. Then start it. Begin. Next, do you hate your living situation? Do something about it if you can. I say it like that because this one might not be the best move depending on your circumstances. Getting your own housing can be very expensive depending on where you live and can take money away from other possibly higher priority things that you really need to do. Maybe you have a sick or elderly relative that you help support and take care of and you shouldn't just, you know, go away. Remember our priority schema has you and your happiness at the top at level one, then your goals as level two. Second, but don't lose sight of the fact that you are improving every day at levels one and two, you know, working on yourself, working towards your goals to be as valuable of a person as you can be to people at level three, which is your family, your wife, your children, and your truly close friends. Sometimes carrying that load, that responsibility like a man isn't fairy tale story easy. This is the real world and not everyone is the quality person that you are. You might need to work more and carry more load than others. Now, if you aren't hurting anyone else and your living situation isn't what you want it to be, do something about it. Move to where work and opportunity and happiness might be for you. Life is too short to do otherwise. If you make a mistake with a move, move again. Maybe you just can't move immediately if that is the case, make moving to where you want to be a formal goal, break down how to do that into small executable steps, and then stack the necessary wins toward that goal until it is a reality, just like we approach everything else. Next up, do you want to go to college but can't? This one is tough for listeners in the United States because the cost of college has risen dramatically in recent years. For those listening today in some other countries, Hopefully you have easier, more affordable paths to a college degree. I think I paid around $30,000 US for my four-year degree some years ago. That same degree today would cost me between $125,000 to $150,000 US dollars in the same state-supported school where I live in America. Now, I could save up $30,000 to pay my own way when I attended college, but I'm not so sure I could save nearly $150,000 at such a young age today, so I think I have some sympathy for people that are in this boat. For those who want to attend college but can't pay, I ask, have you exhausted all of your options for scholarships? Are there any college for service opportunities that might work for you, where something pays for your school, but you owe a fixed amount of years of service in return for your education? How about joining the military to get money for school? You can get some very expensive and valuable training in the military for a few years of service, experience that will translate back to civilian life once you're done with your service obligation. On the other hand, are you sure where your passion lies actually requires an expensive college degree? Are you sure that the money that you spent for that college education will come back to you in the form of higher wages and income over your working life. For me, recouping my $30,000 for college came very quickly, but as the price of college keeps going up, that math isn't as simple anymore. 
Maybe you should consider other paths to get the experience and knowledge you need to make your living doing what you are truly passionate about. And lastly, for this episode, are you unhappy with your life in the romance department? Are you unhappy with your ability from a social skills, courage, and just general approach perspective in meeting women that you are interested in? Well, I have great news for you, sir, on those fronts. That is exactly what the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book is for. Check it out. What about sexual performance? Are you worried that a great woman that you finally found might reject you for lack of a better term for a faulty or lackluster sex game? Work with what you have, develop what you have, and know what you enjoy doing and what you don't. Do you like kissing? Learn to be a great kisser. Do you like giving women oral? Look online for guides on how to do that and learn what she likes personally. Maybe learn how to give massages. Those are great. Don't worry about your penis not being porn star length. Most guys are within a couple inches of average. Make what you have work. And more importantly, most importantly, conduct yourself in a way that she loves the whole you. Think of other ways to give her pleasure. Keep your eyes open for options that appeal to the both of you and things that you like doing. In closing, don't get so hung up focusing on what you think are your negatives. If those negatives are something you feel you need to address, then add those to your goals for yourself, not for her, not for anyone else. For yourself, for you. Most things don't need to be fully addressed before you can start going down the fun and rewarding path of meeting great women. That's all I have for this week. Let's get to work. Let's get after it.